magnetic alignment holding steady, sir. Good. Good. How about you? Sir? Well, we've been off the ship for 98 hours. We're alone. In an uncharted part of the galaxy. How are you feeling? Honestly? After the past few weeks of stellar surveys, I was itching to get off ship. You'd think that a new region of space would be a bit more... adventurous. What? The casserole incident aboard the Relayan convoy wasn't enough for you? I mean, Yubari practically deployed the Marines before we worked it out. Surprisingly, psychoactive foodstuffs weren't high on my list of things to discover when I signed up. Though, to their credit, once you got past the hallucinations, it was quite good. Spoken like a true Cosmocosmitan. What did bring you out here, then? You ordered me to report to the Yacht McKinley for two weeks, sir, so I don't know. Why are we here? Other than charting this lovely diffraction field and surrounding star systems? I wanted to give Commanders Neva and Yubari a little light command experience now that they're both fully qualified. Let them make some stories on their own. Plus, bonding time, I suppose. Bonding time? I've never really had that before. Fala never seemed inclined. What is uh, involved? Oh, I picked up an aromatherapy kit from Counselor Rustwick before we left. Circle times in an hour. Oh, uh, I just remembered. I need to wash my... No, this is about it. Charting that pre-warp civilization yesterday, souping up my yacht's engines, not pulling a Chakotay. I can do that. It has been a long time since we had a decent conversation. What's a Chakotay? No idea. When I told Admiral Parker I was taking my XO on a shuttle run for a couple weeks, he told me not to pull one. Must be some human idiom. Why do they always assume every species in the galaxy knows every inane particularity of their ridiculous language? And then they chuckle at you for not knowing it. Like you're the provincial rube. And then they give you a blank stare every time you use a saying everybody else knows, like great prophet. Or, uh, pebbles on the cliff face. Exactly. All of a sudden, it's Cultural Anthropology 101. You know, I've heard some humans think they invented the Lords of Cobalt. Looks like we're off to a good start already. Bonding time! Although, incidentally, you never answered my question. Which one? What brought you out here? I mean, into Starfleet, not into this shuttle. Oh, well. The war, I suppose. Ever regret it? I'm just saying, it doesn't take a certified counselor to see that this has been a hard year for you. In some ways... Sir, is this really the time for... this? We've been out here for four days with nary a beep from the comm panel. I know I'm not great at this, but I'm not sure there'll be a better time than we have right now. Captain, I'm picking up a distress call. It's extremely faint. (sighs) Ah, jinxed it. How far? Not far at all. We're probably almost on top of it. It's this diffraction field. It's playing hell with the transmission pans. Let me try to localize the source. Put it up on screen while you do that. I sir. Any vessels in range. We have heavy casualties, but the sky seems to be clear at the moment. Again, this is a island 
in the northern archipelago. Repeat, the island league eggs fire help from any... I have a location. Deeper into the field. Alter heading and speed. Those magnetic currents are strong. We'll be completely out of contact with the Excelsior. We'll just have to make it quick then. Coming up on the origin now. I said they were close. You weren't kidding. Take us out of warp. Small star system. Six planets. Only the second is habitable, but I'm showing signs of mining colonies as far out as the fourth world. The distress call is coming from the second? Yes, and that's odd. There are some unmanned docking stations in orbit, automated refueling stations, and all the signs of early space infrastructure, equivalent to the Federation's late 22nd century. But no ships, no patrols. It's like there was a fleet here, but they've all left. Rolling out the welcome mat for the bad guys. Sir? Sorry, another human idiom. Forget I said it. Forgotten and forgiven. Approaching the atmosphere. I'll take us in for a low sensor pass so we can find out what's happening and who we should contact before we land. My thoughts exactly. Pitch up 20 degrees. That's where the distress call came from. How do you know? I'm not picking up any locator beacons. Look, smoke. Is that a town? Um, yes, a city. Not a big one, but see there, right at the edge of the fire? I'd bet Darsex to Hasbrat those are blocks of individual houses. Life signs? Inconclusive. Which means there's definitely someone alive down there, but there's either too much interference, or they're dying. Spectral frequencies are saying a little from column A and a little from column B. This is strange. Why is a town like this broadcasting an interstellar distress call? Where's the local police force? What happened to the orbital fleet? Exo, try to raise the central government. We need to get our bearing. Hang on. I'm picking up high levels of borocarbons near the surface. What's so carbons? It's a byproduct of... Pull up! What? Get us out of here, sir. Computer, scan for pockets of tetrazine and display my... What the? Who's shooting at us? Nobody. The sky just exploded. Number two engine is gone. I know. We're going down. Get me a landing site. Keep it steady. There. That looks like a park. I can't make that. Brace for impact. frontier. Somewhere, a star is exploding. Somewhere, a new colony is harvesting its first crop. Somewhere, there's a city made of flame, neath a sky that screams with song. The Starship Excelsior's mission is to seek them out and bear witness. That's all you need to know. Starship Excelsior. A Star Trek fan production. Starring Larry Phelan as Captain Alcar Dovan. Kennedy as Lieutenant Commander Neva. Jack Luca as Chief Engineer Caster Janaya. 
Edison Potter as Dr. Melissa Sharp. Caitlin Haney as Asuka Yubari. And Samuel Gillis as First Officer Alex Lorok. Tonight's episode, EULA, by James Haney. Acting First Officer's Log, Stardate 62338.6. For decades, the planet Divisha has been safe from war and want thanks to its fantastic wealth. But no amount of money can stop an ion wavefront. You make it sound poetic. Computer, pause. Don't you have your own log to make, Captain? Did mine five minutes ago. Right. Resume. The natural disaster killed millions, but the Excelsior and a task force from planet Tulia stopped a meltdown in the orbital fusion plants. One of the Tulian crews sacrificed themselves, saving billions. We're moving off now to investigate the Livintho field, where Captain Dovan and Lieutenant Lorok went missing almost a day ago. End log. A bit dry, don't you think? If you're not going to worry about Alex, at least say something mean about the divisions. Do you want me to kibbutz while I watch you record logs? When you're acting captain, I'll be happy to show you how it's done. Sylvester, plot a course for the diffraction field. Actually, ma'am, I have an incoming message from Divisha. Uh, President Zal on public address frequency. They try to sell us their uh, Goram technology again. I think that's honestly how they say thank you. Put him up. My friends, you have provided invaluable support in the wake of this disaster. Helping our agencies distribute food, rebuild roads, and protect our power. If division agencies were within 500 miles of my food drops, it was only because they were in the ration line with everybody else. Thank you. They need their pride, Ensign. We are therefore moved to match your generosity with our own famous generosity. To every race that sent aid, we offer a one-month waiver of all licensing fees from any division product lines to which you are currently subscribed, plus one additional month for each starship you sent to the relief effort. Though this is only a token of our Turn eternal gratitude... Make a note in our logs that the Divisions are a stunted, acquisitive culture that knows the price of everything and the value of nothing. Again? I don't want the Admiral twisting my words. Incoming message from Tulian flagship Thier Thorin, ma'am. Guess they got sick of Zal, too. Put the birds on screen, Ensign. Aye, ma'am. Shipmaster Jaren, I express our deep regret over the loss of one of your flock. The crew of the... Thalcray. Thalcray gave their lives in the service of others. Our culture does not believe there is any greater act. Nor ours, Commander. Yet their loss will be felt deeply by our flotilla and their families for many years to come. They kept our people flying. For one month. All they were worth to the divisions was one month's fee. I'm sorry, what do you mean by that? I thought keeping the people flying was a figure of speech. Do you subscribe to a division product? Not just a product, Excelsior. The product. Like most of the races who sent aid ships, most of the races of the Prenothorius Union. 
We Tulians license our faster-than-light engines from the Division Technology Consortium. They own your engines? Not the materials, but the configuration is their intellectual property. The cost is steep, 10% of our gross planetary product, but it has allowed our people to build and maintain colonies to protect ourselves and spread throughout the stars. Your Federation does not offer starships as a service? We don't. In fact, it would violate our antitrust laws, if anyone had ever thought of it. Then you are either stupid or fortunate. We wish to discuss the favor you promised, the favor for which the crew of the Thalkrai died. Yes, of course. It sounds like you already have something in mind. During the past week, we have observed the Excelsior's precision sensors in action. You've saved many lives on Divisha simply by being able to find them. Our observatories, though better able to penetrate the live and throw diffraction field than any of our neighbors, have no such capabilities. We invite you to augment them. We are willing to make some reasonable exchange as well. A sensor upgrade? In payment of that which we are owed. Of course, of course. Neva? Mute channel. Well, they're an A- minus on the scale of culture, so we can't just roll out the Type 15s. But I'm sure I can get approval for some form of technological exchange. Plus, they say they can scan through the diffraction field. With their observatories and our sensors, we might have a much better shot at finding the captain and Lieutenant Lorock. They might just be running late. Still. Call Starfleet Command as soon as we're done here. Will do. Unmute. We have to get final clearance from our government, but we accept your very generous offer, Shipmaster. We ask only that we be permitted to use your observatories to search for a shuttlecraft of ours that has gone missing in the diffraction field. Missing? The deep live and is a dangerous place to go missing. They could have been shot down by the Rager Tug or become entangled in the environmental strife on Judat. Or just got behind schedule on their survey. We shall be glad to help however we can once our sensors have received the upgrade. The United Federation thanks the kind Tulian people for this indulgence. As soon as we've honored our dead, our convoy will depart in half a local day. Many species left their homeworlds defenseless to help Divisha, ours included. We mourn with you, Thirthorin. Excelsior out. How'd that go? I sound okay? Yeah, respectful, considerate. The works. Lovely. 200 hours practicing BS in the mirror actually paid off. How do you do it? Should I lay in a course for the Tulian homeworld? It sounds like our best chance of finding the captain and Lieutenant Larocque. Plus, we do owe them one. Spawn you down, Dovan. You don't owe me anything. Uh, yeah, I do. I'm pretty sure you would have been evacuated from the island safe and sound by now if I hadn't crashed a shuttle into your house. Besides, we're still upwind of the main fire. Alex? Actually, sir, I was just scouting ahead a little. The good news is I found a candy and soda kiosk. Phase it open, and here you go. 
The bad news is the wind has changed. In what direction? It's hard to get a precise reading because of the diffraction fields, but we're in trouble. Could have led with that. We haven't had fluids in more than a day. Don't want to reach the subway just to drop dead of dehydration. Can't we still make the subway? Well, no. The fire will cut us off first. We ran dead out from here to Laprop Canal. It'd be close, but... I'm not running anywhere on these legs. We already saw the bodies at the marina. We have no idea how to get to the caves beneath the city. And the Skyfire isn't showing any signs of burning out. That subway is currently our only way off of this island. Sinat Fjord. There's a station at Sinat at night. A little farther, but at least it's away from the fire. Alex, can we make that? I don't see that we have a choice. We can cut through this yard and over the viaduct. It's to this gate. Oh, Look away, Neshent. Just keep moving. Whoever she was, at least she died quickly. Then... Then just up the last couple meters of this hill and down the other... the fire get over here? That gas explosion. It must have ignited something. Yeah, the air. That's why we call it the sky fire, Dovan. The tetrazine in the atmosphere can't keep it burning for this. Well, whatever the cause, it's cut us off. We have fire coming up from the south, driving us toward a new fire in the north. Ideas? We could stand here. And showed up the sky, cursing the capital for causing this disaster. Not bad. Uh, except we all die, and it's terrible. Lorak, I'm inclined to just run for it, but I'm pretty sure you're smarter than me. Than I? We could, um... We could link our tricorder and our comm badges to generate a small force field. Wouldn't last long, not with all three of us. But throw in the phaser power packs and it might give us enough time to punch through the fire at a narrow spot. Hey, that sounds great! Why don't we do that all the time? <sighs> It'll drain the power cells dry and all our equipment. We'll be completely out of contact. The diffraction fields have already taken us out of contact. Uh, save one phaser, but go ahead and do it fast. The fire in the south is moving faster than I would have believed. Start heading down toward 9th. I'll catch up. Before the fire does, I hope. Hey, if I get rid of you, that's more force field power for me. <laughs> when fierce and mortal, girl, are your staff? It's always so quippy. Yes. Well, actually, no. I must be rubbing off on Mr. Lorak. Well, could you stop? I'm scared, Captain. Uh, you said this is all the capital's fault. I thought the capital was helping. Uh, they ran the evacuation, didn't they? Oh, yes. They suddenly cared a great deal after the fire started. But before... But how could they have known the tetrazine in your atmosphere was going to blow up? Because they put it there. Huh? It's their engines. All that, uh, all that whiz-bang tech they read from the Union... We in the League of Islands didn't go in for it. 
We take pride in our people, Dovan. We won't license ourselves away. Besides, we couldn't afford it. Sorry, still not following. Those Davidian engines weren't built to fly in our atmosphere. The Tetrian missions react with the Verterans. Tetrazin builds up on one day, Kaboom. Another of our cities is on fire because of the capital. That's what my first officer told me. What I don't understand is, uh, why did they keep doing it? Yes, yeah, there's no problem. That our scientific findings are mistaken. Ten years of smaller fires. Uh, no, El Palm is the third island burnt to a crisp in 18 months. And they say it's because we had a dry summer. If flying over your cities is what's doing the damage, why not threaten to shoot down their ships? Would you pick a fight with a civilization that could wipe out yours well, in a matter of minutes? Yeah, actually, I would. <sighs> yes, me too. But the Yezi cards run the island league. We better hold up here. We get yeah. any closer to this fire, and I think we're legally considered a roast. Oh, damn. Sorry. No more quips. Look, Nishant, we're going to be okay. The Excelsior knows we're missing by now. They're looking for us. There are a hundred planets in the life I told the fraction field, and scanners are lucky to see a hundred meters. How could your ship, any ship, ever hope to find us? Technobabble. Captain? No, Nishant. That's not a quit. I am being completely sincere right now. I have absolute unshakable faith in my crew's ability to save me by stringing together long science words that sound made up. And if those words aren't enough, they'll invent new ones. Speaking of which, Lieutenant Lorak, you coming? Welcome, my friends. Welcome to the aviary. Thank you, shipmaster. It's good to see a friendly face. May I introduce my chief engineer, Commander Janaya, and our surgeon, Dr. Sharp. A pleasure once again, shipmaster. Love the view from up here. I'm looking forward to seeing these observatories of yours. We've already picked out several planets where your shuttle may have been forced down. We think the Judot capital is likeliest, so we'll start there. And may I introduce Stratego Sinol, the, the chairman of our science and engineering ministry. Stratego's? Isn't that more of a military title? When most of your advanced technology is licensed from a much more powerful planet, my job involves as much foreign policy as it does science. Of course, we are forbidden by our contracts with the divisions from studying the technologies they've licensed to us. What if you did? The divisions wouldn't go to war with you over a user agreement. No need for that, my friend. They'd simply deactivate our license keys. Oh, would they now? But we don't mean to bore you with politics. Won't you come inside? The door is just at the end of the platform. Commander, is something wrong? I think that bird was just a little bigger than we're used to. Ah, that was a Thier Tolek, one of the middle brothers. By comparison, they're not as large as you think. By comparison to what? A starfighter? The big brothers. 
thousand curses. May I? Please. I'm certain we've paid this month's fee. All the other doors work. What's wrong? It appears this particular security door is having an activation problem. Usually it's an issue with the diffraction field. The division server sees we paid and sends a license renewal order, but it gets lost before it reaches our hardware. May I try? How? You're not authorized. Well, when you mentioned remote deactivation, I took a look. And it turns out your license keys are all just public key algorithms using integer factorization. 16,000 bits, impregnable to anything but a quantum computer, which are still purely theoretical. Well, except my tricorder is a quantum computer. What? All translators have QC, so I just run Shor's algorithm, and I control your door now. Would you like me to open it? Please no. don't. Oh, but I thought you were paid up. It's just a communication issue. If they found out we could pirate a license key, whatever the reason... They'd place us on interdict. Our starships, wherever they are, would be marooned. Our colonies isolated without hope of supply. Your doors stuck throughout the planet. Precisely. We apologize, Strategos. We meant no harm. We just aren't used to the systems of late capitalism. Late? What's late about it? I'd love to discuss the Plata Haas treaties on labor after scarcity at a later date. Is there a way around? A few hundred meters away, yes. And what about my patients? Hmm? You asked me down here to take a look at some patients. I'm a doctor, not a tourist. Yes, the victims of the freighter accident, shipmaster. Oh, yes, the freighter. This way, doctor, this way. All right, I think it's working. Get as close as you can to me. How long will this portable force field hold? I don't know. We'll try and cut through the firestorm at the thinnest point. We just need to get a little east, and then we'll be safe until the wind shifts again. How far is that? In the fire? One city block. Maybe less. Hard to be certain. Okay. And if this doesn't work? Then I have a terrible backup plan. Activate the field. Is it working? Quick, follow me. Lorak, I don't like the sounds the force field is making. Some of the flames are getting through. I'll try and keep us away from the hottest parts, but we have to make it to the other side now. Is it going to collapse? No! Actually, yes. The wind just shifted again. We're not going to make it out in time. All right, stop! Time for plan B. See that cellar door? Yes. It's locked. Not anymore! Now get in! We'll be cooked alive down here! Go! It's too hot to open. Alex, grab the left side! I'm on the right! Guess I don't really need that hand. One, two, three, four! Close it quick. The force field's collapsing. Hang on! Where's my phaser? What was that? And that was 
the full temperature of this basement hitting us. It's gotta be 350 Kelvin down here, Captain. Even Bolian chemistry can't survive that for long. Yeah, hence the backup plan. You threw something urging to the fire right before the doors closed. There's a dense network of geoclastic caves under the city, right? That's how the archipelago was settled in the first place, you said. Uh, yes, but the only entrance I know is Ata Marina. So why did you throw your phaser into the fire? It's not a good plan. It's just all I had left. I'm not quipping, Nishent. I'm truly sorry. I set the phaser to level 16 overload. Oh, no. It's already a firestorm out here. Oh, we have one more grenade to help anyone. A phaser set to level 16 isn't just a gun. One shot from it can knock down a small building, cause a cave-in. The technical manual rates it for 650 cubic meters as explosive displacement. On overload... On overload, the phaser's a bomb that'll collapse half a city block, including this one. We better duck and cover. Just because I don't want to burn to death doesn't mean I want suicide. Why would you blow us up? He's not. He's hoping the hill collapsing will drop us right into the caves. Of course, if I didn't throw the phaser far enough, it will blow us up. But if we're lucky... Really, really lucky. a strange question. I've got the magneton wave guides back up. Oh, I uh, hope I didn't offend. No, no, of course not. I just didn't spend a lot of time with the telescope growing up. You didn't even stare into space and marvel at it all? I was a computer geek. Well, okay, there was one. Hold that thought. I'm reconnecting power cell G4. Oh, I'm all tangled up in that conduit. One sec. (laughs) Okay, go. So what was it? Planet? Galaxy? A nebula. You couldn't see it from Earth, but from my altar state on Risa. No light for 30 clicks in any direction, and the sky just lit up. And there was this one ring of faint purple gas surrounding what looked for all the world like a sea of emeralds. What was it called? Oh, it had some hard name. ML42 something something. But it punched right through the foreside of the Milky Way like a big eye looking down on me. Hold on. Purple? Yeah, so I think you almost couldn't see it. You mean... Like this? That's it! But how did you find it? How did you get such a beautiful image? I used to look at this one too, growing up. But we're a lot closer on this end of the galaxy. I wonder whether we ever looked up at it at the same time. What do you call it? The lady's pillow. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Castra, how are you and Sinol doing with the sensors? I'll go check the forward relays up top, Commander. Sounds good, Stratigos. So, how's it going? Well, I'm 80% sure he's going to ask me to go out stargazing with him tonight. And 60% sure it's just an excuse for him to kiss me. And how do you feel about that? 100% sure I'm a fan. You know I was asking about the sensors, right? Yep. We'll find the captain, all right. Although, I do have to report that Stratego Sinal is a terrible liar. How do you mean? They told us they wanted these sensor upgrades to improve exploration, communication, and traffic controls throughout this system and the Thulean colony worlds. Yes, and? And we'll get there, eventually. But Sinal and the entire science ministry are prioritizing all the wrong components. At first, 
I thought it was just a mistake. And then I thought maybe their science is too primitive for this sort of engineering project. Then I realized their priority list makes sense if the main thing they want to build isn't an extrasolar observatory. So what are they building? We building. Planetary surveillance net. They're trying to keep a closer eye on their own ships, their own atmosphere, maybe their own people, which is perfectly fine. The Federation's planetary traffic controls do the same basic things. Nothing nefarious about that. But if what they're doing is perfectly innocent... Exactly. Why lie about it? Hmm. I'll talk to Jaren, see what I can dig up. In the meantime, this isn't getting in the way of us finding the captain and first officer Laura. No. I mean, every time they try to skip past something that would help our long-range scanners, I just quietly go fix it. I'm sure Sinal has noticed, but he hasn't tried to stop me. So far. You know he's a liar, and you'd still go on a date with him? All men lie, especially about politics. Especially when they're politicians. I like to think he's a scientist first. But with all due respect, Commander, you notice how cute he is. Well, find out what you can from him. Of course, Neva. I won't let the captain down. They could be anywhere right now. The Judak could be jamming cattle brands on them for all we know. All right, wake them up. Which one first? The Tau. 10 CCs, Zolpax Tartrick. Hello? Where am I? We were hoping you could answer a few questions for us, too. Lorok, Alex, Lieutenant. Service number SC108P. Hang on, Lieutenant, hang on. We didn't mean it like that. I've been interrogated. Then why the restraints? And that music? We had to tell you don't to stop your trashing while we set your broken legs. The music. The music is supposed to make you feel comfortable. Nurse, can you try the next track? Yes, right away. I can confirm. This is torture. Turn it off. Turn it off. Where'd you get that stuff? Your starship has been in parent Altaria space for a year. There have been some cultural exchanges and many other products have been shared with subscriber worlds. This music collection, however, is the only one posted on the open source servers. We hoped that meant it was special. Oh, it's special. I've served with Cardassians who swore that the worst part of Reconstruction wasn't the mass starvation. It was when the human aid workers started playing Christmas music. Where are we? Who are you? I'm Daman of the city of Kao. You're in my hospital. Recovering from what should have been an highly fatal explosion if you'd been sitting about five meters to the left. Cow sent search parties to the tunnels under Elpam as the island burned. They aired it and found you. Two questions, my turn. I'm Captain Alcardo. Oh, no, I know who you are, Captain Dovan and Lieutenant Lorok. They couldn't keep that off the open net. Not after the impression you left on Zatanna. The spectacle you made in the Sirnak sector. 
and me know why you be here. You massa ear dar distress call. Your distress? Uh, still my turn. What I want to know is, you're clearly an advanced civilization. On your starship, do you, by chance, possess what's called a, a quantum computer? Well, technically, we Yes, have... on the Excelsior. May we use it? No, we're not allowed to interfere. Not even to save my people? That's two. Our turn. Where's Michelle? The islander you were with. Yes, blue hair, red... He was severely injured when we found him. The doctors tell me he had more hemorrhages after the fall than bones. They did their best to save him, but... Uh... Oh, no. He's dead? What? No. If you died, wouldn't I have started with that? But he was badly hurt, beyond our power. We can keep him alive for another day or two. But we can't save him. Not here. Who can? Hmm? Oh, the capital has certain medicines. Licensed from the divisions, of course. We can't afford them, though. And neither can nation. Now, do you have any scans of our atmosphere? Alex? Well, I downloaded some rough scans from the captain's yacht to the tricorders. Haven't checked to see if they were any good. Would sharing that violate your non-interference agreement, Captain? Well, I was going to say, they're out of power. Useless until we get back to the Excelsior. We'll work on that. If, when, we fix them, Captain. Can you spear an ailing nation a scan or two? Quantum computers and scans are not the usual requests we get on first contact, Mr. Uh, man. If you prefer. Man, squeak. I don't. Usually people ask for transporters, warp drive, and guns. And not in that order. Yeah, be aware, me believe, of our struggle to convince the capital that their engine are responsible for the sky fire that are killing the islands. Nishent filled us in. He also called you island governors a pack of cowards. <laughs> then I suppose we know who he voted for. But he's not all wrong. We've spent years petitioning the capital. They call us fantasists. Even the incineration of Oyea, cheap, and now Elpam. But apparently we are the ones imagining things. So why keep trying if they're not listening? That's a good question, Captain. But recently I learned something the capital has been keeping from the islanders. The divisions themselves have regulations against arming the environment with their technology. If we can only bring them evidence of what's happening here, they can deactivate the capital's engine licenses before the entire atmosphere is burnt away. I'm not sure a couple of quick atmospheric scans from a burnt-out tricorder will hold up in court. I only want them as corroboration. We're going to get our man evidence from the proverbial sleep-talker's wife. We have... Intelligence saying that Capital knows even more about the Skyfires than we do, and that they're working around the clock to keep it under wrap. A small team of ours is going to infiltrate one of the Capital's supply depots on the coast and retrieve some of their data. Then the Divisions will have no choice but to put an end to this. 
This supply depot, would they have any of the medicine Nashent needs? Oh, undoubt. But it doesn't matter. The product license wouldn't allow them to treat an islander with it. And the capital has committed itself to the principle that no single man's life is greater than all the lives dependent on that license. They'd sooner die than treat your friend. What if we stole some? Could your doctors administer it? No. The treatment is delivered by nanites embedded in the cram gel. The nanites would simply shut down if injected without an activation key. I'm sorry, Captain. I had no idea your Federation cared so much for the fates of your lessers. You do honor to nation. He's on a ventilator because of us. We'll do better than honor him. May we have the room for a minute, man? I need to talk to my first officer. The curse. Nurse. Are you fit to travel? Not really, but I'm not letting you infiltrate a hostile supply depot on your own. Your legs are broken. Their bone regeneration tech leaves a lot to be desired. But it's hardly barbarism. I can walk. When we get there, can you override this infernal licensing scheme? If I can get my tricorder working, probably. Now I have a question for you. What about the Prime Directive? We're not destroying their society. We're saving one man. Getting medicine for Nishent. A man who's only dying because the Islanders sent out a distress call and the capital's pollution blew up our yacht. They didn't exactly mean to. Didn't mean to? Alex, is it even conceivable that the capital doesn't know what it's doing to these people? No, the chemical reaction is really quite basic to anyone who grew up on a planet with free verterons floating around. If the capital has Tetrion engines and says the Skyfire isn't their fault, then the capital is lying. Knowingly saturating the airspace around an outgoing distress call with a combustible explosive is tantamount to a direct attack on the McKinley. And, coincidentally, tantamount is the exact word used in Suborder 13 of the Prime Directive. The next paragraph allows us to engage in, quote, minor interference that does not alter social development if necessary to survive or repair earlier interference. Besides, I really liked that yacht. Do you always have an excuse for breaking the rules you never intended to follow? Let's hope so. Otherwise, I'm in real trouble. 30 cc's in a propane. In a what <sighs> Just give me my med kit again. Look... Dr. Melissa, you're, you're from an advanced medical culture, and I'm trying... Your patient is going into synaptic failure right now, Dr. Obel. Sorry. Medkit. Thank you. That's just it, Obel. You have the technology. You have the economy. I can see you have the brains. So why aren't you in advanced medical culture? Your surgical technique is... 50 or 60 years behind where it should be for a society at your level. Well, a lot of these drugs are licensed, and that- Don't give me that patent crap. She's stable. Let's move on. Five beds down. There's a patient triage code black. Internal burns. But I think you can save her. I'm not talking about what you get from the Davidians. You should just- know about inoprovaline by now. You don't think that has anything to do with the licensing? Oh, I think it has everything to do with licensing. Just not in the way you think. 
Renting everything that makes your society go, never learning its guts, never building it yourselves? That'll cost a lot more than money, and I'm not talking about pride. You're... Hang on. There it is again. What? You said these people were hurt when a baffle plate on their transport's warp core ruptured. Which caused a fire. Yes, that's right. I thought it was just a fluke the first time. Maybe the woman we were treating was far enough away from the plate that she just got burned. And then I thought maybe my tricorder was acting up, but I switched to my auxiliary. What are you talking about? Where are the theta burns? The what? That close to an engine core of your type, their bodies should be scorched by radiation. What are you talking about? Theta what's it? You're a doctor in a warp-capable culture, and you don't know about theta rays? And I suppose you're going to condescend to explain it to me now. It's a kind of radiation that comes out of warp cores. When your baffle plates blow up, people on the ship get a lot of it shot through every cell in their body. I had no idea. These people weren't on a transport at all, were they? They got these burns somewhere else. Doctor, please. That's why you're actually keeping them all unconscious, isn't it? Not to help them rest, to keep them from revealing the truth. That's absurd. And when I take this tricorder and start scanning their epidermal layers for shrapnel, what am I going to find? Geranium bulkheads? Aluminum crystal foam? No. Brick. Masonry. Wood. Spackle, probably. Where did this many people get this badly burned? Does it really matter, Doctor? There are patients. They need our help if they're going to live. You're right. Just tell me this. Alert. Alert. Alert code white. We need to get to a civilian shelter! A shelter against what? I thought your people were at peace. They might be coming up through the tunnels. We know they want the crumb gel. We have to go. Not so fast. Please. Name the League of Islands and the victims of Empire. No! What? Hands where I can see them now! No, wait! Melissa? To be continued. Hi, my name's Melissa, and I've, well, gotten a lot out of this open source cultural server, and I just, uh, wanted to give something back. So, here's my contribution. It's really important music from my homeworld. episode, The Man was played by Tom Antonellis. Nescient was played by Stephen Haney. Other Islanders were played by James Blacker and John Lingard. Stratico Sinal was played by Gary Callbaum. Shipmaster Jaron, Scott Smith. Doc Ball, Julie Bruno. Other Tulians, Colin Buchanan, Adam Blanford, Mike Tater Parker, and Robert Hawk. John Sylvest, John Boss. The Major, Chris Bainbridge. President's All, David Botcher. Alien Computer Voice, Robert Hawk. Jack Myers, Terry Cooper. Nurse Hennessy, Mike Hennessy. Computer, Caitlin Haney. Narrator, Mike Hennessy. Directed by Jim Spangano. Executive Producer, James Haney. 
Host producers Jim Smagata, Mike Hennessy, Bob Hopwood, and Alexandra Whitley. Line producers Luke Hardy, Alan Michael Sword, and Nathan Pope. Artwork John Boz. Theme song by Samuel Gillis. Full musical credits at StarshipExcelsior.com. Special thanks Colin Hammond, Michael Blaze, and Gene Roddenberry. If you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use. It really helps expand our audience, and we love hearing your thoughts, too. Star Trek and all related marks, logos, and characters are solely owned by CBS Studios Incorporated. This fan production is not endorsed by, sponsored by, nor affiliated with CBS, Paramount Pictures, or any other Star Trek franchise, and is a non-commercial, fan-made audio drama intended for recreational use. No commercial exhibition or distribution is permitted. Starship Excelsior will return later this year. This has been an Excelsior production.